You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good evening. This is Mike. And this is Kevin. And we're here to bamboozle and confuse you. Yes, yes. We're going to listen, you're going to talk, and then we're going to advise on yeah. things we believe we know about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the subject for tonight's discussion, which nobody will follow anyway, but we'll have it as a subject. We have a subject. Yes, we do. Who is at fault for all the changes that are occurring that are affecting tire wear and performance. <laughs> is it the truck manufacturers, the axle manufacturers, the uh, tire manufacturers, the engine manufacturers, the regulators, the regulators, the price of oil? How about the consumers? The consumers, yes. Who drives all the changes that wind up screwing up tire wear and screwing up engine performance and stuff? Okay? <laughs> And in my considered opinion, which everyone will probably disagree with, may be glad to discuss it, the consumer's at fault. Generally speaking. The people that are buying the trucks are at fault for the crap we wind up buying. Is that which, uh, in which specific way? <laughs> well, let's talk about horsepower. Oh, yeah. Horsepower affects tire wear. Mm-hmm. Horsepower can affect fuel economy. Yeah. And why do the truck manufacturers put bigger and bigger horsepower engines in trucks? Because the consumer will buy it. Yeah, they wouldn't build these engines if people didn't want them. Right. So we've gone from 350 to 400 to 450 to 500 to 550, 600, 650, and 700 horsepower engines. Bigger and bigger engines. Because people want them. People will buy it. Yeah. They're selling it. Right. And it's, it's doing hell on fuel economy, and it's definitely doing hell on tires. Well, it, it eats up drive tires. Right. Okay, now we have a current thing going on where we're losing the outside shoulder right front tires on vehicles that turn real sharp. Now, whose yes. fault is that? It's, um, again, consumers want it. They they keep asking for a truck that will turn shorter, so the truck manufacturers and the axle guys figure out how to make one that will turn shorter. Right. Now, I can I can certainly agree that having a vehicle with a 15-degree wheel cut did make for some uh, annoying uh, situations. Yeah. But uh, when we tripled that up to 45 degrees for about 20-plus years. 40 degrees. 40 degrees. 40 degrees. We went from 20 to 40 degrees. Right. And they could turn, but it wasn't as neat. It didn't. It wasn't as whip in and whip out as we had. Now, the, again, the only reason it was limited was because of the clearance of the tires. Yes, but the people keep saying, "I want to turn shorter," so they figure out how to make the axle wider, okay, so that the wheels could turn sharper, mm-hmm. so the truck could make a U-turn in three bays, right? And it does, but it wears tires, it wears and they tires. didn't build it. They didn't experiment with it. They didn't modify the axles. They if they provide. didn't think they were going to sell them. <laughs> so they already had a demand for it. Right. Okay, let's build them. Okay. All right. Now, what about all the lightweight stuff? Uh, the, yeah, that's the, the large fleet's fault. They asked for it. It's, it's only 10, 20 pounds. It really doesn't. Well, in, in one area, it might be 10 or 20 pounds. In sure. another area, there's another 5 pounds. In another, there's another 15 pounds. Now they're starting to go back to aluminum frame rails. Yes. Which we got rid of in the 80s. Right. And now there's talk about we're going to go back to aluminum frame rails to make the truck lighter, all because they want to be able to carry more cargo and still have the APU and the particulate filters and the TV and the double bunk and all the other stuff, and they got to make it lighter so you can carry more weight. Well, now, if you look at it another way, the reason that they have to make it lighter to carry more weight is because the, the regulations say you have to carry, you can only carry so much weight. If the regulations oh. were... Higher. So we're going to blame the regulators. I'll blame the regulators for the emission controls. Emission controls. There isn't a consumer I know of that requested the emission crap. Right. Okay. So I'll blame them for that. (laughs) Michelin's the one that started the deal with, oh, we can make the tires get more fuel efficient. And they drove us into the fuel efficient tires and screwed everything up. (laughs) Right. Okay. Um, 
I, I, every, I, I start looking at all of these things that are causing me issues right now, and I keep seeing uh, the vast majority of them we asked for. We asked for this stuff, and then well, this is what we got. Yeah. I suppose, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, when you say that you can only carry this much weight, one of the reasons is because your bridges can only carry this much weight. Uh, you're, you know, the, the road surfaces are only designed to last this long, so you've got to have this much. Well, there is a way that they could haul more load behind the trucks, the power units we've got now. And that would be if the U.S. would allow them to go to B trains across the country. You could still set them up where you would have only 17,000 pounds per drive or trailer axle, which is what the bridge law requires. Okay. But you would have another trailer back there. Right. And they do that in South Africa. They do that in, in Canada. Uh, but the U.S. people are all afraid of the trucks being too long. And we've got these uh, these activist groups that believe the trucks are the da- most dangerous things on the road, and they shouldn't be allowed out there mixing up with cars. Uh, yeah, well, we can't build special roads just for trucks. Yeah, and then they, these special groups ignore the fact that the cars are the ones tending to interfere They're with the, the truck. Yes, the car, the car drivers are the worst. And then the car gets crushed and the trucks fall. That's yeah. Yeah, of so course it was. We we keep going back to all of this stuff. Disc brakes, wear tires. Oh, disc brakes. Shorten distances. Yeah. Shorten the distance up. All of a sudden, we got more tire wear problems for the yeah. disc brakes. <laughs> it, it, I just keep looking at all of these different things that are going on, and okay, why are we having to deal with these? Because people are requesting more stuff. People want this stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, in either case, if you have a question or a comment, please push one on your phone dial. That'll put you up in the queue so we know you have a question or comment. It doesn't have to deal with. You can deal with anything you want. We can ignore any question. It's not a problem. Um, If you push it twice, you're going to get a race from the universe. Then you need the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to find your way back. If we don't have enough questions, I'm going to start singing. Did you hear about Sven and Lena? Sven, no, no, I did not. Up in Minnesota? Yeah, okay. So Sven and Lena have a friend, Mm -hmm. and this older gal, and and they bought her a piano to amuse herself, to play with. Okay. So Sven sees Lena a little while later and says, says, how's your friend doing with the piano? And she says, well, she wound up going to a clarinet. Well, well, that's a big switch. Why did you go from a piano to a clarinet? Because with a clarinet, she doesn't try to sing while she's playing. (laughs) So you want me to get a clarinet? (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, no. Just don't sing. (laughs) All right. We have a couple of questions up here. The first one is from a 608 area code. And 608 is where? Uh, I'm going to go with California. Is that your state for the night? I think so. You think so? Okay. Well, it's Wisconsin, so you're real wrong. Uh, Cheesehead. Yes. Let's see what the cheesehead, maybe he's still mourning over the Packers. Push the button. Still there? All right. Hello, Hello, Wisconsin. Hi there. Good afternoon. Well, yeah. How you doing? Doing fine. Where are you at? One comment. Well, I'm in New Mexico. Well, that's that's why you're saying afternoon. It's it's dark here. <laughs> it's nice and dark yeah, in the I'm, Midwest. Yeah, just sun just starting to go down over here. It's down, awesome. Still light. Okay, cool. What's your comment? Takes forever. Well, I, I got a I got a statement in the comment that the deal about the B trains and everything getting heavier and heavier and longer. Mm-hmm. Just wrecked that tire 
almost immediately. And next mm-hmm. time, I'm just going to leave it right where it's at and run them out. I had okay. like 160,000 miles on before I switched it. Uh-huh. And so, and it had how much and it had how much tread depth left? Well, I think it means well, it six. Like Eleven thirty seconds, I believe, on the uh, on the center uh. of the tire, and ten thirty seconds on the shoulder. Okay, all right. And the river and where you're talking there. about? Okay, the river yeah. where you're talking about. What is that? Is that right along the edges of the voids? Was wearing? No, it's like an inch inside. From the outside in on the driver's side. Yeah. So along the, oh. uh, between the two ribs. Right, correct. Okay, and right between just, the two ribs, okay. Right, yep. And did it, did it wear down, yeah. yeah, did it wear down one or two thirty seconds? No, she's, it's down there about three, four thirty, it's down right down. I'm going to take another trip and they're coming off. Okay. Okay, and and the other tires doing fine. Okay, and what inflation? And what inflation are you running? One thirty. Okay, you're running plenty of air, so that's not the issue. The question I've got is, why did one of them do this, and it only did it on one shoulder, not on the other, right? Yeah, it's like an inch in, and it's not. It's. Not on the shoulders, right? Like an inch inside, all the way around the tire. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. But you got you've got a hundred and sixty, hundred eighty thousand on the tires. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think I'm like one sixty-eight or something like that. So I, uh-huh. I got pretty close to probably I don't know what bank right now. I was running. okay. All right. Okay. I'm, well, I'm, I, yeah, I'd like to see 200 to 225 out of them. Yeah, you're in the ballpark of where I'd like to see the tire run. I'm just curious why that one tire on one rib did that. Um, yeah, that's what so, I'm trying to figure out there. Because both of them were wearing great flat all the way. It's just that the outside was like one thirty second off. And I thought, well, yeah. I, I really flip them on the rim and change them side to side. But yeah. Well, I'll try it. I never tried that one before, so I tried it, but it mm-hmm. didn't work out very good. Didn't work out very good. Well, sorry about that. Sometimes things don't. But at two hundred thousand, oh, yeah, yeah. two hundred thousand, the tires don't owe you anything anyway. Right. And uh, yeah, that's. Yeah. The, the Michelin refers to river wear as high mileage wear. Yeah, slow wear rate wear. But if everything is done right, the Michelin shouldn't show that wear. That's just an excuse. <laughs> So I'm okay, trying to figure out why one rib on one tire did it, and the other tire, when you flipped it the other direction, didn't do it. So uh, uh, let me chew on that a little bit, but I appreciate your feedback. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, because uh, the truck's a line. I mean, I take my hands off the wheel, go straight down the road for like half a mile before you touch <laughs> it. I mean, go straight. So One more question. About... What brand of yeah. truck is this? It's a Volvolina piece of shit. Vovolina. <laughs> Does it have the square tube front axle or an I beam front axle? It's got the uh, it's just under there. It's just under there. Greased everything there. Uh, got airbags on it? Yeah. Airbag front end. Okay. That's the Hendrickson square tube axle. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Very good. Very good. All righty, buddy. Will you drive safe and get back to the Cheesehead country when you can? Yeah. All righty. Well, thanks a lot again. You betcha. Right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Good luck. <clears throat> well, that was interesting. Yeah. I've had, I think, one other guy, maybe two other people in the last few years have told me the same thing, that they switched to Michelin and it started doing the river wear, but before it wasn't. And and the siping on the edge of the voids on the Michelin tire all lean in one direction, which gives you kind of an arrow aiming in one way. And you're supposed to mount the tires up so it runs that way mm-hmm. when you break them in. But Michelin says that when you get to about half wear 
or you yeah. broke them in really Quite good. Bit, no problem. You should be able to run the other way. Well, the angle that they put in those, mm-hmm. Michelin says, is designed to help prevent that riverwear pattern. Maybe angling at the rotating the tire causes that pattern to occur. Well, yeah, it's pushing it back the other direction. So, okay, I could see where some of that would happen. But, but Michelin says it's not supposed to happen. Yeah. And remember, there are three major voids on each one of those tires. Right. Each one of those voids have those angled sipes. Yeah. So out of six voids on two tires, one oh, void one. did it. Yeah, very interesting. I, why? I, I don't know. i got to think about that. He's got the right inflation because an underinflation tends to do that on both of the outside ribs. Mm-hmm. But either case, interesting okay. stuff. Yep. All right. We've got a call from a 712 area code. That's Western Iowa. Yes, it is Western Iowa. Yeah. Let's see if he's in Western Iowa. All right. Hello, Hello Western, Western Iowa. Ohio. Ohio. You're a little ways from home. I am. I am. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, a little ways. Just good evening. Two, three states. And what's up? Set of Michelin tires, right front steer. Now, the outside rib, the second rib, inside mm-hmm. the first groove is getting about a half inch of wear on half that rib. Yep. That's okay. The we were just discussing. And it's it's right by the void, that first void where yep. the ribs break. Okay, and it's about inside the, first inside the first one. And what inflation are you running? I'm running one fifteen of my steer. And are you? Uh, does the sidewall say one ten? I don't care what the side says. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I run, well, I run, one, I run 120 and everything else, and it don't say 120 on the side of them either. Right. Okay. Well, if if the sidewall of the tire, if you're running a low pro 22.5, is it a 285.75 or something like that? It's a 24.5 low pro, yeah. Oh, it's a 24.5 low pro. Okay. All right. I believe the sidewall of that tire will say 110 psi. Now that's the minimum pressure the tire requires to carry the load. Okay, right. and our experience with these new low rolling tires is if we run ten pounds extra, we tend not to get that wear pattern. If you run just a little bit lower, when you step on the brakes, the weight shifts to the front of the truck, and then it distorts the footprint, and you tend to get a little bit of wear. Okay, so instead of one, I've that's the other one. Funny. I've got not quite two hundred thousand. Oh, geez, quit complaining. (laughs) (laughs) It just started showing up. The the other question I had, probably a bigger question, Uh, I'm going to put new springs on here. Do you recommend Horton uh, bearing springs or just stay with the pins? Horton roller bearings, just fabulous. They smooth the ride out. It's better for everything. I love them. Then I can go up to tire pressure and not lose any ride. There you go. The other thing you should do if you're putting... What brand of truck is this? Peterbilt. Is there any other? Well, just, yeah, well, whatever. Okay, but a Peterbilt truck will tend to have will tend to have four or five degrees of positive caster in the front end of the truck. Okay, when they put the new springs in them, ask them to reduce the caster in the front end of the truck to two degrees. It will smooth you right out like you wouldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do it myself. Okay, do it yourself. Get them down to two degrees, okay? Okay. But you recommend the Hortons? Yes, absolutely. Love the Hortons. Okay. That's what I need to know, gentlemen. Thank you. All right. Drive safe. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Bye. Okay, well, that was my Oh, that was good. We did okay there. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. 200,000 miles, and he's getting a little wear pattern. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. That's, uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, 806 area code. 806. It's not 608, so it's not in Wisconsin. 806. It's sort of the reverse of Wisconsin. It is the reverse. What would be the reverse of Wisconsin? Of Wisconsin? Would be, well, I, I would say New Mexico. Actually, Texas. It's Texas. Pretty Texas. close to New Mexico. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. North to south. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. From Let, let's see if this guy is in Texas. All righty. Hello, Texas. Yeah, hi. I'm actually in Lubbock, Texas, West Texas. We're going to Lukenbach, Texas. Waylon and <laughs> Willie and the boys. 
Okay. The reports reports I'm getting from recappers around the country is that the failure rate on wide base recaps is up around fifty and sixty percent. And who wants that wow. when you drive? Yeah, yeah. Because we were and, we were in a love the other day and getting a tire replaced or a flat fix or something and they had their new uh, recap drive so uh specific. Mm-hmm. For like three hundred and fifty dollars or four hundred dollars each, you know. Yeah, that would be the most ex- four Michelin plant. Yeah, that would be the most expensive tire you ever put on your truck when it blows. Yep. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, and the report we're getting from people, and I've got pictures of them, is that they tend to throw the tread on one shoulder. They don't lose the whole tread most of the time. They just use the tread on one shoulder. My theory right. is that when the original tread was worn, if it cups the inside edge of the tire close to the frame, that cupping generates more heat, and I believe it damages the underlying rubber. And so when they grind it off and they put a cap on, the rubber underneath the cap on that one shoulder is bad. Now, you don't know which way it's going to get mounted. It could get mounted with that edges back by the frame, or it could be mounted so the bad edge is out. But one way or another, as that thing drives down the road, I think that underlying rubber lets go, and you lose a shoulder. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So what we ended up doing was putting a, all they had was a, um, a virgin trailer tire on there. Okay. So all right. It'll run. That on there. Sure. Um, now, what's this wear like difference going to be? Because those are well, softer rubber, or I mean, what's your feeling on that? No, there'll be it should be the same hardness of rubber. It'll be a different tread design, and it doesn't have the lug, so you don't have the traction that a lug gives you. But the trailer tire, in my my opinion, in that position, will actually wear better than the lug tire will. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now I got another question. I just got back okay, from we're gonna game. we're gonna we're gonna charge you triple for the next question, okay? I know this is okay. this is getting All right. ridiculous. All right, very good. <laughs> so I just got back from England, and over there, you know, they run they run the cab overs, mm-hmm. and um, they've got a a center lift axle. So a first drive axle they have is a lift axle pretty much on all the trucks. Right. Um, right. But one company I noticed has now gone to the lift axle being the rear axle. Right. And I've never seen that here, and I haven't seen that there in all the years I've been going back there. My understanding was always everybody was afraid that if that axle got caught up, you were kind of stuck, you know. Well, um, now let me make sure we're talking about the same thing. We have two different configurations we run here. We run a six by four, which is there's six wheel positions, but only four of them are driving, which is our standard truck. And now we're running six by twos, which means we have six wheel positions, but only two of them are actually a drive axle, two wheel positions, right? Correct. So in England, you're talking about six by twos with a liftable axle, right? Yeah, the liftable axle is the uh, axle in between the steer and the rear drive. Or it could Um, be the back one in some cases, right? Yeah, which was very unusual. I'd never seen that before. Well, we're not real excited about that because it requires you put the fifth wheel plate on or in front of the drive axle. Now, if your drive axle is the front one, your fifth wheel plate has to be a whole long ways forward. If the fifth wheel plate is behind the drive axle, in other words, between those two, and then you lift the rear one, you actually put weight behind the drive axle and lift the front end of the truck. All right. So in order to have that. But if they put a sliding fifth wheel on there. True. So that when the rear axle is lifted, you actually slide the fifth wheel forward, you could do that, but it requires that additional piece of equipment. Right, right. Or or I, to I, always have the fifth wheel pipe forward. Which I'm sounds silly. Right now. Okay. 
And when I went in and I talked to the dealer, mm-hmm. uh, the reason that they were doing it was primarily because the roads are so narrow, the turning you could drive so much better because you didn't. I see. Yeah, they were going. Shortening the wheelbase, getting a tighter turn, and that's all fine. But again, I believe you would have to put uh, the fifth wheel on a slider of some sort. Okay, there's a well, on, this one, on this one, you'll see it is on a slider, but the fifth wheel is actually behind the the drive axle. Yeah, it is behind it. Yeah, I can see it. Which means you shouldn't be lifting the rear axle unless there's no weight on it. And that fifth wheel plate, although it has adjustable positions, it's not a slider fifth wheel. Oh, that's bolted. Yeah, that one's bolted. Yeah, it's bolted. Yeah. So the driver can't move the fifth wheel depending on if the the rear axle's up or down. Uh, right. This this little. I, I don't know. There might this would require some study to determine if that actually is going to cause us a problem or not. They they claim that it doesn't. They claim that you're okay. You know, as long as the trailer's loaded correctly, there's enough weight in the front and throughout. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. you've got a load, and it's like the lift axles over here on the trailers. Once you hit yeah. a certain air pressure, that axle drops. Right. But their theory was you got such a tight turning radius. Because mm-hmm. they were only on. I remember how many meters it was. But it wasn't very many. Kevin, yeah, I I can see what they're doing, um, and I know a few people that have tried that over here, but they wound up having unsatisfactory results. So typically over here, if you have the six by two with the dead axle behind, it's normally not a liftable. If you have the six by two with the dead axle in front, it is a liftable. Right. Right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. You bet you, buddy. We'll send the bill to you. Yes. You'll be just wait for that. All right. Bye bye. All right. Okay. Very good. We got some more people want to talk about this stuff. There are more people. Uh, 601. 601. 601. All right. You got an idea? Mississippi. It is Mississippi. I happen to know that. How did you guess that? Are you a. Heard it enough times. Are you a fart smeller <laughs> or a smart feller? All right, let's see what Mississippi's got. All right. Hello, yeah, Mississippi. Hi, this is, hi, yeah. hi, how are you doing? Before your time, We're good. I have a, mm-hmm. I have a question, kind of like the basic question. You know, I have a Cascadia 2017. It's a new truck. I got 17,000 miles on it. And uh, what is the preventable? Uh, you know, treatment I can do for my tires that way I can have more miles. Like I have to have the right pressure, you know, like a 110 on a steer, 120 on a drive, and the swell is 110. And rotation, how often I have to do rotation? You know, like something maybe I don't know. And the reason I ask that, that way if I do everything right, that way I don't have to ask him those weird questions like the other drivers do, you know? Okay. All right. Here's the deal. I can give you a few pointers now, but what you should do is go to our website and we've got a couple of books that you can buy on alignment and tire wear. They're $30 a piece. It's not a lot of money. You can get them either printed form or electronic form in your computer and read those over. It'll help you a lot with the basic stuff to look for. Okay. Now, what can I tell you now in a couple of minutes over the phone would help you? I agree with what you said for inflation on your drive and trailer tires. That's fine. On your steer tires, look at whatever it says on the sidewall on your steer tire and put 10 extra pounds in. Okay? So if it says 110, I want 120. All right? That's the first new item. Second thing is I want you sliding your hand back and forth on the tread of the steer tires. Put your hand palm down, slide it toward the frame, pull it back out on both steers. If it feels smooth both ways, your alignment is fine. If it feels rough one way and smooth the other way, the alignment is wrong and you need to get it fixed. Okay? Okay. So that's two things. Up the pressure, feel for feathered wear. 
Third thing on a Freightliner, the U-bolts on the rear end of the truck are going to get loose and your airbags are going to gradually tilt. You've got 17,000 miles on the truck. Right now is a good time to go into a shop and tell them you want them to put a big impact gun on all those U-bolts in the back end of the truck and just tighten the hell out of them. And then every 50,000 miles or so, whatever service interview you have close to that, have somebody go underneath with the impact gun and tighten them again. That's one of the big weaknesses on a Freightliner is that the U-bolts tend to loosen up. Okay? Okay, yes. I got one more item, number four. When you're in your truck and the wheels are straight ahead and you're parked in a parking lot, I want you to turn the steering wheel to the right and count how many turns the steering wheel turns. If it turns more than two turns, that means you're turning too sharp to the right and it will cause the outside shoulder on your right front tire to cup. So if it turns more than two turns, you want to go to a garage, Freightliner dealer, whoever, and tell them you want the steering adjusted so the steering wheel will not go past two turns. Okay? Okay. And what is the website also I can go with? MD align a l i g n dot com that's our website or md alignment if you put on the m-e-n-t it works too yeah md alignment or md com, and you can see some of our information there we have videos and stuff and you can always communicate with us we're always willing to answer questions all righty okay very good thank you very much you're welcome you have all yourself right. a good day thank you, you. All, right. all right very good all right very good that was that was a good information call. Yep, yep, yep. Tim. We have been at this <clears throat> a little over a half hour. Yeah. So we got a few more people here we got to talk to. Three more. Five oh two area code. Oh, I always forget. It's either Missouri or Mississippi. That's Kentucky. You blew it. Kentucky. I was this close. Yeah, that was that close on the map, no doubt about it. Five one two, I'm probably thinking. Five oh two. Let's see if this guy's at home in Is Kentucky. He in Kentucky? No, probably not. Probably. He's probably He's driving on the through road. Indiana right now. Push the button. All right. Hello, Kentucky. Yeah, you're right. I am in Indiana. Uh, <laughs> hey, right. uh Mr. Beckett, I spoke to you last week. I was the one that said Commonwealth of Virginia. And uh-huh. you asked uh, what's the difference between Commonwealth and State. The difference is uh-huh. how their constitution for the particular state or Commonwealth is written. That's what makes ah. the difference. Okay. Yes, sir. And it's really neat if you really dig into it. It's crazy how they were writing these things back in the 79 uh, Sir, I'm looking at uh, potentially building me a glider past the first year. Okay. Uh, I'm, no. I'm more than likely it's either going to be a W900. Uh, okay. And I'm going to be all over the board as far as weights. I'm going to be pulling light loads. I'm going to be pulling heavy. Um, uh, what do you recommend for action? Because you're the guy with the alignment. And I'm taking it to the about Okay. In order to cover all your bases and make sure you don't wind up in a... You, you said you're going to run heavy, right? No, sir. I'm going to run a mixture of both light and heavy. Okay, but, but you are going to run heavy. At all. Okay, in that case, yes, I would sir. want a third... 13-2 front axle underneath it. I would want a Meritor. Right. Okay? Okay. And if you're going to put Meritor in the front, you might as well put Meritor drives under it, and that's fine. And you want the 11-millimeter thick drive axle housings. Okay? Okay. And if I'm putting in a W9, I would, I would probably use their low air leaf suspension. Yeah. I was, I was going to... Uh, to the Meritor 44,000 drive. But okay. my concern was that I heard you in the past talk about a six-inch a six drive axle versus a five. So the five no, no that's the trailer. That's the trailer. That's the trailer. Oh, that's the trailer. Okay. 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 If you're going to 44,000-pound Meritor axles, let me see. i got the piece of paper in front of me here. Let me see it's if I can the, find uh, it. It's got that actual MT piece of paper. MT44. Okay, hold on. Okay, he uh, literally has. The I got that piece of paper right in front of, in front of me. Okay. MT34, MT40. It's, it's a newer one. They just released last year. Okay, the one they had here is the MT40, okay? And the 40 was available in both the 9.5 and the 11-millimeter housing. Yep, you yep. do not right. want the 9.5. 
Get the 11. Okay. You want the 11, okay? Yes, sir. <clears throat> you'll, you'll get less flax. You'll have less tire wear problems. Right. Well, right. Practically now no difference in this. weight. Okay. Now, the reason I was going with 44,000 pound axis is because their roads are falling apart. They're horrible. So what I was thinking is putting a little bit easier components underneath the chassis so the road where it doesn't work its way up through the chassis into the, to the tab over a time. The, so, the, uh, the, axle, the axle's not going to help you. Okay. The difference is the suspension. Right. And that low okay. leaf will do you a lot better than a... Yeah, the low leaf will do you better than the eight bag. You don't want that. You don't want the 380 with the big curved leaf spring. That has too many moving no, parts. No, I didn't want that. No, you want the low air leaf, which came off of the Peterbilts originally. It's now available on the Kenworth. I can't remember what the number is. And you want the 11 millimeter housing. I wouldn't spend the extra money for the 44,000. I would stay with the 40. It's plenty of axle. Okay. And just make sure you get a good okay. suspension. Okay. Uh, now, is that who makes the suspension? Is it Packard? It's a Packard proprietary suspension, right? Yep. Okay, so it has no air ride on it. It is air ride. It's a low air leaf air ride. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, now I'm I'm going to run air uh, the uh, the King Scott. Okay, that's is that fine. What you recommend on that? Okay. I, I don't have a particular recommendation on shocks. If you want to run Road Kings or Monroes, I really don't care. Okay. Yeah, Road Kings are Monroe, but those damn Gabriels. <laughs> you know? Oh, I can't stand them. I got them. I got them on this. I got Gabriels on my freight runner that I'm driving right now, the company truck, and they put yep. them on fresh last week, I think yep. 10 days ago. And I literally, when I was going across 80 in the south side of Chicago and Indiana, I literally thought the, 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 the front end was going to come out in front of the chassis. Okay. All right. <laughs> Now, if you're going to do but they, this... But they've broken in a little bit, so they're smoother. <laughs> okay. The other thing you can do if you're building this, this glider kit is make sure yes, that they set the caster in the front end of the truck at about two degrees. Yeah, stunt go up to five. Make sure it's two. Yeah. The, the higher the caster is, the rougher the stupid truck rides and the less tire life you get. Yep. Okay. Now, does the 24.5s I'm going to order with is play any part to this? No, nah, 24 fives is fine, but you, on a 13-2 axle, that'll be easier to get the weight capacity, so that, right. that's no problem. Easier to crawl into the vehicle, too. Yeah, I, I really like, like fat that. guys like me. We like the tall tires. Yes. Well, no, I just, uh, they, they, have that, they have a slot wheel uh, that, that's, <laughs> that's known for, that typically is only orderable on Kenworth, if you, if you know what I'm talking about. They, they really look good with the Debbie 9, so that's why I was going to go with the 24.5. <laughs> 24.5, 22.5 doesn't bother me either way. I get the same life out of all of them. <clears throat> Do it up. All right, sir. I love listening to the program, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Have a good night. I'll be listening. You do the same. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. All right. We did good with that one. Good time. Yeah. Special truck. Helping the guy build it so he has less troubles. I like it. Yes. 937 area code. I am clueless, so I'm saying California. Ohio. Ohio. We already had a guy called him from Ohio. He's a yeah, Western Iowa one, guy, uh, but was in Ohio. Well, but he was visiting Ohio. Let's see if this Ohio guy's in Western Iowa. <laughs> I bet he is. Hello there. Hello there, Mr. Beckett. How you doing? The Mr. Beckett. I'm doing that. Good. Are you in I'm Iowa? Sorry, Mr. Beckett and Mr. Beckett, right? Oh, either way. Beckett's. <laughs> Beckett's works just fine. We like oh, it. Beckett's. I am in eastern Missouri, so show me. Show you. Got it. Are... <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I've got an old Kenworth with 12,000-pound yeah. front axle, 40,000-pound yeah. drive axles, and 60,000-pound yeah. on a spread axle rent hour. With uh, okay. uh, 16-ply rated uh, steer axle, 14-ply uh, drives, uh, XDA Michelin Energies, yeah. and yeah. Uh, a 16-ply on the spread axle on the trailer. Right. And when, Got it. when I haul heavy, uh, I try to load about 12,000 on the steer, 44 on the drive, and 52 on the spread and the only time I have had is the drive axle with that DA energy 
wearing a little bit in the center. But, yeah. Uh, what? What? Uh, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The, about... the numbers. The numbers you gave me aren't making any sense. Um, you said you put twelve thousand on the steer, right? Yeah. Forty-four thousand yeah. on the drives. You're only supposed to haul thirty-four thousand on the drives. Well, I'm hauling heavy. I got a permit. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. Now, now, now it all makes sense to me. Okay, all right. <laughs> so you're running forty-four thousand on your drive axles, and you're running fifty-four thousand on your trailer. Fifty-two. Right? Fifty-two. Yeah. Okay, so you're carrying and those twenty. Those are the ratings. Those on are the, the ratings of the tires. On the and, no, not the axles. Those are the ratings on the tires. The axles would be twelve, forty, and sixty. Yeah, so you're a little over on the axle on the drives. You're a little under on the axles on the trailer, right? Yes. Okay, yes. that's fine. All right. And what inflations are you running in the steer tires? Let's start there. One twenty-five. Okay, what run, inflation are you running on on the drives? One twenty. Okay, and what inflation are you running on the spread? One thirty. Well, you're doing everything you can in all of those positions. Mm-hmm. The the trick, and when you when you're running a lighter load, I assume you don't have that much on the trailer axles all the time. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Do you do you I run mean, any I did air for out? Four months. Yeah. I do, I really mm-hmm. don't. I really don't. Uh, okay, and and the I wear could. pattern. If I want a softer ride, I did. But I really have. Well, I, I, I don't care about the softer ride. I'm trying to get at the tire wear pattern. Now, what is the wear pattern you're seeing and on which axles? Uh, it's been on the front drive axle that's uh, in the center of the inside dual on both sides. It's just a little bit of cupping uh, on that tire. Okay. On the drive tires... You typically have three lines of lugs, and you have two solid shoulders. Is that correct? I remember the two solid shoulders, yes. I can't remember the... the then you should have three lines of lugs. Okay. Now, and the the center where that you're getting, is it the first line of lugs inside the solid shoulder on the inside tire? Yeah, it's It's more towards the center. More towards the center. Okay. And that's the only axle you're getting this on, right? Yes. Okay. Typically, pardon? I'm sorry, did I, these are duels or this is super singles on that? These are duels. Yeah, these are duels. Okay. Um, What typically causes that is either the wheel bearings being loose, but I don't think they're loose. Or the weight pushing down on the drive axle is flexing the axle and the, the outside tire is lifting off just a little bit and the inside tire is actually carrying more weight than the outside tire is. Could you see that? Okay. And yes. the reason it shows up on the front drive axle and not the back drive axle is that the fifth wheel plate is in front of the common center between those two axles which means yep. the front drive axle becomes the primary load axle. Got it? Yes. The second thing is that when you round a corner, the front drive axle pivots around the corner and the rear drive axle slides around the corner and buffs off the wear pattern so you don't get to see it as much because the rear drive axle wears about 25% faster than the front one does. Okay? Mm-hmm. Knowing that you're overloading your drive axles... This all makes perfect sense to me. I don't think there's anything you're going to do to correct it. Okay, so if even if I went to a 16 fly on the drive axle, won't help you. It's probably help you. not going to do nothing because it's from axle flex. Correct. Okay. So yeah, so if the, you uh, have a nine and a half millimeter thick axle, half yeah, if you bought a 44,000 pair of axles instead of the 40,000 you got on the next truck, you may have a lot less of that. Right. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you have any opinion regarding uh, steer axle springs on if they're steel or if they're fiberglass to try and get a lighter weight? Uh, I'm not a fan of fiberglass 
on the on the suspension on the truck. So I'm not a good guy to ask about that. Um, well, so your opinion you is to you. With them? Yeah, shattering. <laughs> shattering? <laughs> yes. Okay. Was so that you are a good guy of, to ask if you want an opinion. Um, oh, that's the opinion. I just want the experience. Yeah. You know, the experience. Opinion, so. I, I don't have a particular place that I could say under these conditions it shattered. All I know is that I've seen enough fiberglass springs coming out from trucks that are shattered that I don't think I'd want them under my truck. Okay. 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 And they, there's right, nothing fellas. more important. There's nothing more important to me driving a truck than having that that front axle stay where I want it to be. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's important also. I want to see yeah. where it's supposed to be. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, steering's yeah. important. I don't know what about other things. Yeah, things just a little know, thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fellas, I appreciate the information. Anytime. You have yourself a great humor. day. Well, we try Thanks to keep for it up. Humor too. You betcha. You bye-bye. You're pretty good at it. Okay. All bye-bye. right. <laughs> okay. That was that was a good discussion. I like that. <laughs> And and you have to talk through all of the stuff Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're not just taking a generic answer because this was a specific problem. Right. He's running his drive axles overloaded. Yes. And and, okay, yeah, you're going to have some axle flex. You're going to end up with this wear. Yeah. You're going to end up looking like this. Cool. Yes. Seven one doesn't show up on the rear because it's it's buffing away too fast for the pattern. Yeah, you won't go see it. Just goes away. Yep. Okay. 716 area code, your guess. 716. So that's not 760. It's 716. Yes, it is. So it's going to be Texas. It's New York. New York. And this might be the guy that has the New York phone number, but he's in Florida all the time. Well, let's see. Let's find out. All right. Hello, Hello, New York. York. Hello. No, actually, I'm in Baltimore this time. Oh, you're in Baltimore. Okay. Were you watching the Ravens game? (laughs) Um, no, but I'm watching the traffic from the Ravens game. Oh, oh goody. Nice. Well, I think the Ravens had their ass handed to them again. Did they? Yes, they did. <laughs> okay, well, so what's up? Okay, I got a question on the boss's truck. He's got an yeah. international 6x2. Yeah. Yeah. Rear axle is actually a trailer axle. Yes. What would you recommend for winter tires from the Buffalo area. Well, the trailer axle could just be any trailer tire. It doesn't matter because there's no drive in it. Right. So then you're... There's no... Right. There's no special traction you're trying to get. So you need lug tires on your drive axle, your front drive, okay? Right. In order to get decent traction. Yeah, and and any decent lug tire is, is good as far as I'm concerned. What brand do you guys favor? Well, it wasn't even the brand or anything else. What I was wondering is actually on the tag axle, whether he should run a uh, lug tire or he's just a trailer tire. What just a trailer tire. Yeah, tag, just a trailer tire. Yeah. Okay, here's, here's the argument I've heard back and forth. There is no traction difference on that rear axle, whether you run a trailer tire or a lug tire, because there is no horsepower. And the only reason for a lug tire is to apply horsepower to the road. But in a 6x2 configuration, the front axle, which is your drive axle, typically wears twice as fast as a normal drive axle does because instead of the horsepower going down through two drive axles, it's all going down through one, so you get more wear rate. Okay? Correct. One of the guys who runs these says what he does is he puts drive tires on both axles, and when the drive tire wears down far enough, he switches the rear tires to the front and the front tires to the back. So he's rotating and he winds up wearing out a set of eight tires instead of burning the drive tires off every 150,000 miles. So that's just a, okay. just to have, if you're going to, if you're going to rotate anyway, yeah. you may as well rotate drive tires to all four positions. Right. Now, another guy I talked to says, that's bullshit. Just put a good trailer tire in the back. 
They're going to go 350,000, 400,000 miles if you just leave the damn things alone and replace your drive tires when you need to. Because in, in that case, if you're going to put new tires on, you may as well put new drive tires. Right. So I can argue it both ways, but that drive axle is not going to last a long time. Yep. Okay. I'll let them know. Also, okay, okay. I have a. Yeah. I also have a 2005 Kenworth. Yeah. D600. Sure. Um, I'm running Kelly KLS tires on it right now. That's all right. Yeah. I run 100, 120 pounds of pressure in them. Yeah. One tire has got a slight. Uh, if you the passenger side, if you put your hand on it, slide it outward. You feel mm-hmm. a little bit of a uh, a burr. Sharp edge, the, right? yes, yes. And then on the drive on the steer or on the left hand side, they feel even. Okay. Um, so would that be an that that's an alignment problem? I'm sure. Is that correct? The toe? Well, the toe is off just a little bit. You got a little bit of too much toe in. And the drive axles are not helping you stay to the left on the crown road enough, so your truck has a very slight right pull. Yep. Actually, it doesn't have any kind of a pull until I get into those little grooves in the road. And how many that's, miles are on these starts. steer tires? How many eight. miles are on these? And how much, tread, how much tread depth do they have on them? Half-worn? Uh, the, the one on the left is almost probably just over half. Yeah. The one on the right is uh, I think I measured it the other day it was 7.30 seconds. Okay. You, in that case, your alignment is so close and your tires run in that position long enough that you should have rotated them. Yep. Okay? Okay. So what I would do at this point right now is jack it up, unbutton them, switch them side to side and run it and see if the left tire, which comes over there, will catch up, and if the right tire will slow its wear rate down. Okay. Okay? All right. One more question if you have time. Well, yeah, but we'll charge you quadruple for this one. Let's see how this is a tough, oh, wait tough a minute. The other guy was only here. triple. Yeah, but that was the third question. This right, year we've fourth. only got two minutes, then <laughs> this, this gets some premium now. All right. Um, I had a set of eight drive tire recaps put on. They were power tracks. Okay. Two of them flew right next to each other, not a thousand miles down the road. Yeah. Right along the feet of the one tire, it looked like somebody took a razor. And cut them, yeah. What, what was, that was actually the inside tire that did blow. Yeah. And then the outside one, it took, took the whole tread right off the casing itself, as a blue. Okay. What brand were the casings? Both Michelin. Then in that case, oh, okay, when you recap a tire, they have to put a stamp on the side of the tire to give the ID codes of when they capped it. So if it's only capped once, there's one of these little patches. If it's twice, there's two and three. How many patches were on the tire? One. One. These were original caps on Michelin casings. I would go back, find the alignment or the recap tech, and beat him with the dead tires. <laughs> um, do I have any repercussions to go back after a uh, road call, Bill? Yes, I'd go after everything. That should be a warranty. A thousand miles. Yeah, come on. Okay. There's nothing okay, you could have done. They either installed them improperly, they recapped them improperly, they shouldn't have sold them, they were junk. I understand that. It just hurts yep. the pocketbook, that's all. It sure does. All right, well, we appreciate all you guys do, and thank you very much for your time. You have a great day, and drive right. safe. Thank you. All right. Okay, all right, we've got one more. He's got 50 seconds. He's got 50 seconds. This had better be a fast question. Fast 203 question. area code. What is 203? I don't know, but he's on the air now. It's Connecticut. Hello, Connecticut. Hey, how you doing now? So, so We're real doing quick, good. I've got super singles. Awesome. Yeah. I've got super singles on the back of the trailer. Um, yeah. I stopped by Chad's, and my bearings are nice and tight. I had uh, an inflation issue where I had some wear on the inside. I flipped the tires on the rim and got yeah. rid of that uh, problem. I have axle good. flex, and I have about an inch of... Uh, 
wear uh, on the inside of just one tire. And mm-hmm. I keep hearing people flip the rims. I've got two-inch offsets. Is there mm-hmm. a certain valve stem that I can use to actually do this? Because I've never actually run into anybody that's actually uh, flipping the two-inch and, and running it like that. I haven't heard anybody tell me what valve stem they're using. I've had several people call me back later and said they did it and it worked. But nobody's ever talked about what valve stem they wound up using in order to make that adjustment. So I can't give you that specific. I would ask that if anybody out there is listening knows what valve stem there was, contact me at the office, 800-617-5592. And I would like to have that number so that I can hand it out to people like you. Right. Also, if you got any... If you heard anybody out there heard anything good uh, from us and thinks that we're doing you a good service, uh, why don't you go on to Google and uh, find us a rating. Yeah, we'd love to have a rating. And give us a good review. That'd be cool. (laughs) Now, was there any other question for you? Yeah, yeah, that uh, hopefully we find that out by next week somewhere. And Chad is awesome. That's all I need to say. There you go. Chad is. Thank you, sir. You have a great day, and thanks for calling. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Back. All right. Okay. It was a good day. We got through the show. Nobody was upset. Yep. Uh, well, the first guy wasn't real happy with that rotation of the tire, but I don't know what caused that. Well, you know, at 190,000, and I don't What are you complaining about? I don't know okay. if the tire's coming off just because it's got river wear. Yeah. No. But he he indicates it went down a lot further than any riverware I've seen. So I'm not sure exactly what there is. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.